Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beast Nation Radio present Is It Because I'm Black. I'm your host, KK Belly, and alongside of me, I have Matrix Black. Tonight, it is all about the military. As you all know, May is Military Appreciation Month. And as all my guests may know, I have a very soft spot for the military. So we're going to discuss a couple issues. I see it's not some things that we can do within our own communities to better aid our soldiers. Matrix Black, are you here with me, sir? You know I'm in the building. I'm in the building. Hello, hello. I believe our guest is here. Hello, sir. Welcome to Is It Because I'm Black. How are you doing tonight? Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome hey. to Is It Because I'm Black. How are you doing tonight? We're doing quite fine out here, ma'am. It's great to hear from you. Thank you, thank you. So why don't you let my audience know who you are? Ma'am? Why don't you let my audience know who you are? Oh. So my name is Matt. We'll keep it at that. I'm stationed in uh, Coronado, and um, we're one of the admins, in the, on the, of course, on the, on the Internet, and our page is called I Have Your Sixth Foundation. And, of course, once again, since this is a military month, uh, appreciation month, we're very big into the military uh, community because, uh, once again, we have uh, military members who are downrange or even ones who, once again, suffer because they don't have the proper support. So we're pretty much we're pretty much in line with what you guys do, but we, we, we take a, a maybe a little bit more firmer stance since we still have currently serving the military personnel as we speak. Yes, yes. So tell my audience members, for those that don't know, what does have your six mean? I have your six. I have your six is a term, if anyone who's been in a in a combat situation or if you've been on some teams where pretty much where you rely on the, the person who is next to you or in front of you or in behind you, I have your six means when the the stuff hits hits the fan, if you will, when everything else fails, when, when mom and dad will leave you, when everyone else will leave you and, and everything is just gone, I have your six. And basically, it says it's military parlance for I have your back, unquestionably. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, tell us a little bit about the organization that you guys have going on. Okay. Um, in short, and I'll try to make it as short as possible, once again, um, we really got um, and and I'm going to be very harsh about certain words if I, if I will, and I try not to be. We got started because it was a small group. Uh, we were friends with a with a soldier who got wrongfully convicted for a crime that he didn't commit. And as we saw the lack of of action, whether it do you know be due to to the family or different organizations, who who formed the out of sight, out of mind uh, mindset, if you will. And we just took the initiative. We just got enough of it. We just got enough of it. So we got involved and started uh, contacting some organizations for the soldier who's once again who's currently uh, incarcerated for a crime that he did commit. Because I mean, this is one. This is a man who just, I mean, before coming to, you know, once again going to the the prison uh, setting, he was he was in line to sign up for once again the Navy SEAL program. 
So we're very big about, you know, our soldiers and our sailors and our, our Marines. And once again, that's the organization, I Have Your Six. We're very big about it, and we're very big about it to the point that our actions prove a little bit more than our words. In any shape, form, or fashion that we can, you know, support our soldiers, we're going to do that. We're going to do it. Once again, even if family fails, even the best friends and everything like that will be there. Yes, sir. I think that's that's a really big thing, you know, especially with the soldiers that are coming back home for them to know somebody has their back. You know, sometimes it's it's not blood that makes you family. It's not blood that makes you, you know, loyal. It's really whatever you've been with that person makes you loyal with them. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Matron Black, do you have any questions um, for this gentleman here, sir? No, not at this moment. It's just I'm just... I just wanted to doubly thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to even come to the show. And our audience would love to hear all about this, and we are surely going to support you, and you already have the support of Team Hungry, Beast Nation, and the Eat Network, as, long as, as well as Beast Nation Radio. As soon as you spoke your name on the show, you had support. Wow, thank you. What you guys have failed to realize, man, this, this is what we've, what we've been trying to do, uh, activism and, of course, networking, which is going to be pretty much the dissemination of information. You and I both know if you don't get the word out, it'll be, once again, just subjugated to out of sight, out of mind. We've got some guys who are suffering. We've got some women who are suffering who need support, whether they're, once again, in an incarcerated mindset or capacity, or even just coming back from a campaign and they don't have no one to turn to. So, through, you know, once again, the agencies or organizations like yourself and ourselves, we thank you guys. We thank you for having us because, once again, this gives us a platform to continue to put it out. It's been slow. It's been steady. But we can always use another form of dissemination of information. So we can't thank you guys enough. We can't thank you guys enough. So, we, you know, once again, we have a saying, who are and we salute you. We thank you. We thank you. Yes, yes, of course. So tell us, what do you think are some things that people can do stateside um, to help with anything that the military is doing better to aid them? Or what do you think are some things that we lack in knowledge of maybe why we're not able to properly help the military soldiers? The biggest thing is, once again, not to not to turn them into social pariahs. Uh, once again, we've come back, myself and others have come back from combat situations and and. It's a, it's, a, it's a total different community and environment. We understand that. But as guys are coming back into, the once again, the communities of the job markets and things like that, some people have social problems or some people, once again, get into the legal system. The biggest thing is is recognizing, just owning up to it. One of, the, one of the worst things we can always do is to turn a deaf ear or to get that out of sight, out of mind. You know, the it's like terrorism, if you will. Once again, I want to use some harsh words. It's like terrorism. No one really thinks that it affects them until it hits home. Once it hits home, in other words, once it hits, let's, let's just say, okay, the court system wouldn't be your concern unless your son or your daughter, your niece or whatever got convicted of a crime that they didn't commit. The same thing, if you have a mm-hmm. brother or a sister or whoever came back from a campaign that has problems, no one really cares unless it hits home. So that's my biggest thing. You have the information out there, just tap into the information and sharing. And once again, it's not a matter that you know, we're higher or exalted than anyone else, but we have to be sympathetic. I mean, we have to be sympathetic to people's plight. We just can't get this mindset that doesn't affect me, so I don't care. That's one of the worst. That's one of the worst evils that we can do. So I think just owning up to it. Just owning up to it. We know that we know these different, you know, these situations are out here. Just tap into it. Tap into it. I mean, the communities are too wide and too broad not to tap into it. 
So that's the biggest thing. Just own up to it. This, you know, the dissemination of information, sharing, sharing into viral, sharing into viral. That's it. Sharing into viral. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, for you, you say, are you you're still active duty in the military? Ma'am. You're still active duty in the military. Yes, ma'am. What has been the hardest thing for you coming back home? Oh man, the hardest thing coming back home. Um. Wow, I've haven't been asked that question. The hardest thing coming back home is the misunderstanding. And once again, I'm not asking for any any extra empathy, anything like that. The biggest thing is you have people who who they'll ask you more questions about who you've killed and things like that. That's not that's not the cup of tea that we need to be talking about. The thing is, once again, we're we're a country who's supposed to be supporting each other. We have guys who are deeply affected by it and won't talk about it. So the biggest thing, my problem, my biggest one is coming back and people are taking the mindset that, you know, this this is a killer nation. That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. The biggest thing is the misunderstanding. If I, if I had to sum it up, you have, you know, family members, they just don't understand. But if you take the time to understand, just like a marriage, if you inject communication, it's going to bring about some understanding. But if you don't communicate, once again, in the communities, we will have it all jacked up and everything like that. So I would have to say, just misunderstand it. Okay, okay. Um, what do you What do you think can be done to to help um, people better understand you? Do you think it's just people need to actually sit down and talk and listen, or do you think there's there should be better programs made to help you know soldiers that come? to get, you know, back into society, what do you think could help bridge that issue? Um, I'm glad you asked that question. Just like uh, there were um, a plethora of, of organization agencies that I didn't even know existed until we got involved with this. And once again, when we're talking about an individual, a friend of mine, he's one of my best friends, and he's in course, I didn't even know about the, obviously, the legal, you know, the, the, the organizations that, that we can tap into, much less, and once again, to combat recidivism, coming back from campaigns too. Um, it's just happening. I think the big, oh, man, uh, wow. Um, just use an organization as, 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 we, as we have. These are networking. In other words, network. I, 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 if I had to put it in, w- in one word, network. Mm-hmm. Get into something, and then it opens up the door to another thing. And then it opens up the door to another thing. And once these doors are open, leave these doors for the next person or the next agency behind yourself. In other words, pass on the connections. Pass on the network. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Um, how do you feel um about the how doctors are diagnosing PTSD and how they're handling the issue? What do you think about that? Oh. Hmm. Um. Obviously, and 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 I don't want to totally down the doctors because they're doctors. I'm not. But um, I mean, obviously, they know their business to a degree, but once again, once you turn into a cookie-cutter factory where, you know, you just have keywords and everything, and if it meets keywords, and, and, and if it doesn't meet certain keywords, then you just shoot them out the VA and different things like that, no, that's going to, not, that's going to suck. I want to tell you just like that. However, if you do have, uh, you have some who are, who are beating, beating, beating the ground, as we say, who are faking the funk, and uh, better training. That's all I'm going to say. We got better trained. I mean, you have doctors. We have, uh, matter of fact, we have former military personnel who are getting involved. That would be the biggest thing. You have to have guys who have been there and done that 
inject them in those different programs or also inject those those same individuals into the VA or into these hospitals because they have been there and done that. And once again, the biggest thing will be communication. So I would have to say, hire individuals, hire individuals, former soldiers, Marines, and things like that who have been there because more than likely, believe it or not, communicating their problems are probably going to help the next man communicate their problems and so on and so forth. It starts at communicating. Right. But once again, you get the right people in the, in the right places, we could do wonders. But if you get some people, once again, that they have to meet a quota, they just got their doctorate. Once again, not saying that they don't know what they're doing, but if you just have someone trying to meet a quota, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Right. That's true. So it's almost like you, you have to have a balance of a doctor, but then also have somebody that's actually been there and seen exactly. that so then they can have yes, a better, clear um, vision of what's going on. Because it's hard to diagnose somebody with something that you, you're not in their head. So it's exactly. hard to almost explain to them what's going on if you're not in their head. Well, I'll give you an example. I have um, a friend of mine, and and he was deeply contemplating suicide. Mm-hmm. Now, I would have never had an understanding about this, and, and I'll be truthful to, to anyone who asks. I've had bouts of it. You have bouts of suicide because you have the syndrome that, why did I make it, and the next man did it. So I didn't really understand why he was going through things, and then I thought about the plight that I was going through with suicide then it helped him to open up, and then it helped me to also open up to my problem. And then lo and behold, once again, not to toot my own horn, I I, I had a, a – we, we had a, a better rapport. And then I can go ahead and lead him to different things and things or organizations that I couldn't. Obviously, you know, I didn't have any expertise in it. So the biggest thing, once again, I had been there. I understood exactly what it was. just led it to it. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. That definitely is understandable because I know myself, I'm in medical school and I'm looking to, you know, work with um, military vets, you know, in in hospitals and stuff. And I even myself, you know, I've sat and talked with people and when I volunteered and I noticed I was like, well, if we partner with somebody that's actually been there along with the doctor, you know, they can kind of help pinpoint things maybe we don't see or bypass because, you know, we haven't been there. You know, yes, I might be certain things that they may notice that we don't, and, you know, you can definitely help better aid somebody with that. Yes, ma'am, exactly. You just hit the nail, you hit the nail right on the head, exactly. Yes, sir. Uh, what are some other things that your organization is trying to get into that you guys haven't haven't done or have done already? I'm glad you asked that. The, the other thing, once again, even though it started out as one individual, one soldier who was wrongfully convicted, but that would be selfish in our in our endeavors, if you will, because we were focused on him. We're going to get him out. We've got to get our friend out and everything. But then it started to open up to other people going to need assistance. So it wasn't just going to be something that we were just going to start and shut it down with him. Now we want, we want to venture into other organizations. The biggest thing is to combat recidivism. If you have people who don't have support groups, if you have people who don't have educational, once again, we're talking about educational avenues. They have to be educated because – Education is going to open up to off, you know, obviously better job, you know, values and everything. If you don't open up these different programs to guys getting out of, let's just say, um, the, the prison environment or even coming back from combat and different things, if you don't give them options, if you don't give them another avenue instead of just one and their mindset is going into recidivism, they're going back. So the thing is, once again, we, we want to venture into programs with housing, obviously, because that's another problem. We have a homelessness amongst the veterans that is repugnant. Mm-hmm. So we want to touch into homelessness amongst our veterans and their families, them too. We also want to touch into, obviously, we want to get into the, the medical, 
whether it be the mental, the physical, and things like this, because guys aren't getting what they need. That's all I'm going to say. And also the biggest thing is that the biggest thing I would have to say is that education. We have some brilliant, brilliant people in this nation, and we are falling behind. And once again, and forgive me for my political spoon now, we're falling behind countries at a drastic rate, and this is unacceptable. We have some of the finest schools in this nation, but once we know, we, we, we know we're not being able to open the doors to, once again, soldiers, men and women, whoever it may be, and if we're not opening the doors because of what they've been through, that's that's mm-hmm. that's unacceptable. So th- these are the type of programs we want to, I willing, we'll be able to tap into. And once again, we've actually tapped into some very good ones, if if I may add, you know, one or two, and they have opened the doors because they have networked with us and opened the doors to other agencies. So that's the biggest thing. We can tap into that homelessness, the educational, you know, once again, the the medical aspects. I think God willing, once again, I think we'll, we'll do good. But right now, once again, we're even though we're focused on that one soldier, we want to be able to venture off. We want to make it a splinter group to other people because, once again, it's not just military personnel. It's also civilians as well. So. Okay, okay. Um, I have a question for you. What yes, made ma'am. you join the military? What made me join the military? Um, <laughs> my brother, my my older brother, I'm, once again, I'm going to use because of what he did in the military. His first name is Lance. Lance was a former Marine recon and a SEAL. And he knew, actually, my friend, and matter of fact, I call his, 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 uh, his call sign is Iron Man. They were best buddies in the military, and they were into whatever they did. And I saw those guys, and those are the men that I emulated, uh, their values, their integrity, their brotherhood, their camaraderie, just knowing that someone depended on him to defend this nation. That's what made me join the military. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That's, that's, that's really amazing. I'm going to go to one of my um, co-hosts here. And see yes, if they have any questions for you. Yes, Levante. Do you have any questions for our guest speaker, sir? Well, actually I do have a few. Um, first, I just want to say thank you for what you're doing. I mean, my longest standing friend in my life is just recently joined the military and kinda of opened up my eyes to the things you're saying now which is that there's so much stigmatism about being in the military. So I want to thank you. I also want to to ask you, if you had a chance to say something to every soldier in the world at once, what would you say? Very simple. (laughs) Exactly what our motto is. No matter what, when all this fails, never think that you're alone, and I have your six. Simple as that. Simple as that, brother. Simple as that. I like that. I mean, you hear a lot of people defending the military, you know, especially down south where we have a lot of military down here. But you, it's talk. And it's refreshing to see someone who's actually doing something instead of just talking big. Yes, sir. So, you know, once again, I want to thank you for that. So, well, I believe it's, I don't know if it's too early, but I also, I do do want to get this out here at least once or twice. Um, How could someone contact your organization? Okay. 
I'm glad you asked. Uh, of course, um, you can always inbox us on the, um, and we're still setting, we're still in the process of setting up the you know, communication as far as our email. We're setting up phone numbers as we speak. We also have an address. But for right now, since we're, you know, we already have our Facebook page, you can always, at any given time, someone's always going to be available. Just inboxes, inboxes until we get the rest of it set up. But right now, that would probably be the, about the best method of contacting us. Got you, got you, definitely. I'll definitely pass that along. And that, uh, could you go ahead and say the name of your Facebook for us? Yes, sir. I think it is called the I Have Your Six Foundation on Facebook. All right. I will definitely be, be passing that along. I thank um, you, sir. I thank you. I mean, could you tell me about your personal experience? I believe you said that you have you come back from tour or? I know you said you're in, active in the military, I believe. Yes, sir. Um, just to make it brief, uh, just like I have your six, when you're over there, the biggest thing is that man or woman, whomever, you know, whatever type of unit that you're in, the ones who have been in before you, you know, right ahead of you, they depend on you to be on point. They they, they depend on your skill sets. They depend on your 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 strengths. In other words, a lot of communication a lot of communication goes on. We know what goes on more than your wife or your husband or whatever reason being because if you're not on point, people die. Let's be for real, people die. So therefore, it goes a little bit more than just a unit or a team. You're a family, and that's the same thing mm -hmm. about I have your six or what you guys do. In other words, everyone, even though everyone is cross trained. You may be ex you, know, you may be an expert in your certain skill set, if you will. But the thing is, being a family or a team, and we have a saying: together, each achieves much. You cannot do it by yourself. That's the biggest thing. Teamwork. I have your six. When you fall, I will lift you up. I'll put you on my shoulders if I have to. And if it comes to the point, once again, John fifteen thirteen. If it comes to the point that I will have to sh shed blood or even die for you, and forgive me for being a little morbid about this. But you have to have that type of mentality to actually say, to actually mutter out your mouth, I have your six. Because that's mm -hmm. what the point gets to. I have a brother. Once again, I have not just a friend. I count him as a brother. And if he's in the position that he's wrongfully convicted, I look at him as being behind enemy lines. I'm going to do what I have to do to get him out. Mm -hmm. There you go. And if you have that mentality, if you start with that mentality, if you start with that mindset, just imagine what you would do in your actions. And just as you said, then it goes beyond words. Words mean nothing. We, we have a saying. Actions mean everything. Words mean, well, below nothing. Below nothing. Definitely, definitely. But I was actually referring to um, your experience coming back. Uh, and excuse me for skating. My, my, my experience is, is this. By the grace of God, I've done what I've done for my country, and I've come in one piece. That's the biggest thing. If I come back in one piece, I was blessed to do that. But then again, I, I will always give credit to the trainers. The trainers have 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 implemented in our in our, in our minds that if you follow if you follow the precepts of training, you won't go wrong. We we have a saying. I mean, sweat more in training, bleed less in war. My experience is that I've seen some things that. Only people who have been there will understand. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not obviously this. This isn't this isn't the movies that you know we're in a bar and we're talking about it. That's a fallacy. Forget that. But the thing is, if you were to ask me, I'm not going to say and say, "Hey, I enjoyed myself." No, no. 
forget that. The thing is, it's horrific. I don't wish it on anyone. However, it's a necessary evil. We're living in the age of terrorism, and if someone doesn't combat it, it's going to spread like a disease. So someone, someone has to stand at the gate. Someone, whether it be me or you, someone has to, you know, develop the intestinal fortitude. Instead of my experience is this, I'm more than happy to go, and if I have to go back, let's go. If it comes to the point that I've had to shed my own blood, let's go. Whether it be for that man beside me, behind me, or in front of me, let's go. That's my experience. My experience is it's not anything to fluff up, to edify, to glorify. It's not. The thing is, you go over there, you do your job, you come back. You look out mm-hmm. for the next man, and more than likely that next man will look out for you, God willing. But other than that, hey, you know, <laughs> not much to really tell. Not much to really tell. I mean, you, you bring back right. certain memories, obviously, you know, like I said, it's a little bit more horrific memories, but the thing is, well, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like the old saying, everyone wants to eat sausage, but no one wants to see it get made. So it's just like, mm-hmm. that. Just like that. Definitely, definitely. Um, and I think that in our country we have we have an unbalance. Everyone either glorifies the idea of being a soldier or mortifies it. Exactly. That's and the problem the problem comes that, you know, it's either A, you know, you see the movies, you see, you know, a little bit before my time, but Rocky. Rocky is a prime example. Right. You know, you see the you see the movies and oh, that's badass. But could you do it? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Could could you handle the mental stress and exactly. the idea of going into battle knowing that there is a very good likelihood that you're not coming back? You know, exactly. the samurai had a saying, and it's still one of my favorite quotes to this day, he who goes into battle fearing for his life, you know, trying to live, yes. will surely die. Yes. That he who come, who goes into battle knowing that he is already dead. Yes. Really lives. Yes. And not many people can put that mindset. And on the on the flip side, you get that mortifying side that people say, Well, they're murderers, they're this, that or the other, because they're going and killing people. Well, are you honestly going to tell me? Put it on closer closer terms. Someone comes to kill your baby. Are you going to honestly tell me that you wouldn't kill someone to exactly. save your baby? Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's so true, Vanta. That's very true. And it is sad that there is such, there's not a balance of, you know, respect. So I really think it's a really good thing to respect. And it's and it's, it's a touchy subject for me because, like I said, we're having a soft spot for the military. It's sad when I see that and I'm like, we need to honor and respect these people because somebody has to do it. You know, you didn't wake up one morning and decide to do it. Somebody has to do it. So, you know, we should have more respect and honor for people that really do those type of things. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, the thing that gets me is, you know, You've heard my, you've heard the song, uh, KK. I'm sure you've heard it a million times by now. Uh, my song, "Walk in My Shoes." Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And if I can say that, 
with the relatively, in compared to this situation, little shit I've gone through. Right. Mm -hmm. What do you think a person who has seen their brother die, who's had to make some rough decisions in a place where everything is hostile, everything, Mm-hmm. What do you think they can say? Don't judge them until you can say that you walked a mile in their shoes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Very true. Hey. I'll tell you like a. I'll tell you like a. Tra- oh, excuse me. I'll tell you like a trainer once told me, and his uh, his words were this, and and, <laughs> and it's very brutal. He's like a. The difference between combat and sport. I know between you know combat and sport. I'm like, well, what is it? He said, well, you know, and once again, it's a little morbid, but he said, in combat, you bury the guy who comes in second. This is very serious. This isn't a game, he said, and, and he would give us a percentile. He said, if 30 of you, you know, guys go over, there's a chance that maybe only 22 come back. Are you going to be a part of that eight? You never know. So the thing is, you have to take it very serious about the job that you're doing. Obviously, I mean, yes, we have a massive military, but it's only maybe like of the nations, like what, 15, 20% of the nation is in the military. It's a reason for that because there's only a chosen few that choose to go, you know, once again, this path. Someone right. has to do it. In order to be a, once again, a superpower that you are, someone has to do it. Has definitely, to do it. definitely. You know, I mean, anyone can, can do a video game, but once again, you know, and this isn't to glorify it. You know, this isn't to scare anyone because, once again, I have a lot of, you know, young kids who, who ask me about you know, obviously careers in the military, and, you know, and I applaud that. However, I also let them know this is not a game. This is not a game. This isn't Call of Duty. I mean, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. I mean, the, the thing that gets me is, I mean, I'm a hunter. Literally, yeah. I hunt. Okay. And I remember, I remember distinctly the first time I ever went out on a hunt and sighted my rifle, and that deer turned and looked down my scope. Mm-hmm. And if that's branded on me, what do you think is branded on a person who says, because this is what it comes down to? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of soldiers on both sides, they're doing their job. So what goes through your mind? I mean, that takes strength. That takes the strength that I know I can never be in the military. Right. One, I'm not that selfless. Two, I'm terrible at taking orders. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. I, I thought about I being in the military. Exactly. <laughs> you really can. <laughs> I know I'm a pain in your ass. Very but... much so. <laughs> Understood. So, what... so, don't say, I don't ever want to hear someone say, A, it's not that hard. It's not that it's not that big of a deal. And I sure as hell don't want to hear you say 
well, I condemn them for doing this because this, that, and the other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear you say either of that until you've gone and served the tour over there and you've done the things they've done. Exactly. Right. That is the only time you ever have a right to say that. Yep, and you probably would change your mind from the get-go. As soon as you get back, you're like, oh, I understand. You know, it's almost like you mm-hmm. got to be able to flip in other people's shoes. And that goes for any type of scenario. That's even for, you know, um, you know a doctor that has to do a procedure. And, you know, and they, it's a controversial procedure. And, you know, they say, well, like stem cell research. You know, some people are against it, some people for it. And, you know, for that doctor that does the procedure, you know, they're, they're on the borderline of having people judge them. But let you have that job and let you sit in those shoes, you'll be like, oh, I understand completely how hard this job really is. You know, exactly. so you have to really, like, take time and analyze things. Um, I'm going to go to my other co-host I have, Matrix Black. Do you have any questions for our guest speaker, sir? And I think you might be having a tech issue. Check, check, check. Okay. Matrix, when you get back. Oh, no, your um, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I commend the armed forces for doing what they got to do because the, the nightmares you can have you're never the same after a tour. I have tons of people that have joined the military forces and for, because of their experience, they've chosen not to come back because it's all fine and dandy until somebody waving a white flag and it's a child and you got to end that child or that child will end your platoon. It's, it's a whole other story where you got to walk past the bodies that you just killed and it may be a wife or somebody else strapped with explosive material. It's, you have to get into that mindset. And, like, when they have movies that glorify it, like, that movie showed you a whole lot when that, when that one military, when that one heavy set guy, full metal jacket. And how he got broken. He got broken before he ever went to war. He was already within a war. Exactly. Exactly. And then it, 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 he became a better soldier, per se. But he also became a killer. Yes. And, like, all that training, he was doing all that things he was doing to make himself better. He still had one focus in mind, that one guy, that the one head that was doing all them things to him and, making him feel less than a man, his own friend. His own friend beat him the worst. That was like psychological damage. And then when you had to go through another war, I commend any person who comes from a war and they can get on with their life. Because that's a lot, a lot. You got you had your friend in basic training. Then, then his arms and body parts is like right next to you because he, he got shot or he got blown up and you did that. That's damage you got to live with. Exactly. exactly. So I commend all of you. I don't have too many questions because you two young people, <laughs> y'all asked like 1,900,946 questions and answers at the same damn time. So I ain't got that much to say. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah. 
That's what I'm talking about. But I salute you, sir, and I salute your organization. And yeah, we gotta make it happen because they deserve way more than they they being treated. Because yes, it is it's a whole statistically it's an increase of veterans that are homeless. That is like you did all this for your country, and then it's like your country turned your back on you to a degree. Right. Or it's like they sweep them under the rug, but they the same ones that have to make sure that you have the civil liberties that you have now. And that's exactly. not right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, I have a question, though, sir. Um, I know we spoke about the homeless um, issue within the military. What is something you think we can do to help combat that? Oh, well, it's like the old saying goes, uh, you know, ask so many questions, and unfortunately we don't have all the answers. Me personally, I would, if I had it, I would love to house them all. Um, it starts sometimes with just one. And once again, not mm-hmm. to toot my own horn, if I see a man out there who's hungry or who has some type of skill set, all you got to do is just direct him somewhere. Direct him, get him started. Take him to the VA. Take him to the hospital. Take him somewhere, especially if they're to the point with they're to the to the point of being homeless where they can't help themselves. They decline the health. Take him somewhere. Feed them. Just start with a meal right there. Jesus, I mean, think about it. Jesus fed 5,000 with that little bit that he did. And I'm talking about, and then he educated them. That's what it is. Take them. That's all you got to do. Just start with one meal. I'm not saying you got to take them in the house and just feed them and then adopt them. But if you could just direct them, take them, physically take them, put them in your car, put them once again on your shoulders, have his six, take them somewhere. That'll probably be the start right there. And once again, and I know that sounds outlandish, but mm-hmm. I think outlandish activities can get a lot of things done. Very true, very true. And, and I know I know what you're saying. If it's just one person, if you can, like, direct into the right position. Because I know um, last summer there was a young guy. Um, he was maybe in his young 20s, and he had just came home, I guess, from serving. And he, you know, was coming to Michigan. He's trying to go to Detroit Metro Hospital. I guess that's where they help with the veterans and everything. And he came, and he ended up in my city, and he ended up stranded. And he was homeless. He didn't know anybody in the area. He was stuck. And a friend of mine, um, we were driving, and something told me just to stop. And, you know, I stopped, and I, and I went and talked to him. And, you know, he was talking to me. He was telling me how he was trying to find his way to get to Detroit so that he could, you know, get to the hospital and everything. Yeah. And so, you know, talking to him, he told me, you know, he was in the Army. You know, he had just, you know, got a a war, he had hurt his leg, and, you know, he was going to get services and stuff. And luckily, I was able to call my older brother. I was able to help him that way, be able to call my older brother, find out, you know, what I could do to help him. He could get to the hospital and stuff. And they were able to, you know, aid him and to get him, you know, to the hospital. So sometimes it just takes, like, one one act of kindness, one moment in life just to stop and, you know, talk to somebody. And you know, it helps them. That's it. Just what you just said. It one act. It, it doesn't cost you. It's just like a hello. It doesn't cost you for one act of kindness. That's it. Definitely, definitely. Yes, sir. I mean, you know, and you know, you said earlier, you know, actions mean everything, but words mean less than nothing. Yes, sir. And so, I just want to prove a point because. You hear a lot of people talk a lot about the 
camaraderie in the military, but most people don't get it. Right. And I want to give an example. My best friend, I told you about her earlier. She was, she had just did something. I, don't, I think she had just cashed her paycheck. I'm not sure. And she had about $100 left in her pocket. And I'll never forget how she told me this because it hit me. It hit me how hard, the how big the camaraderie in the military is. She went to a gas station. No, she went, it wasn't even a gas station. She was going. She was going past the gas station to go to a restaurant to go out to because you know she got she got a hundred bucks in her pocket. She's a little happy, you know. And she passes dude, and he says, "I'm ex-military, and I'm just looking for a little bite to eat." Dude was homeless. Now my friend is by no means rich. She's struggling just like everyone else out here. But I will never forget, she told me, she looked at him and she said, first, I believe it was his unit tag that she told him to show, show her right. to prove that he was ex-military. Because right. something about you never take those off. Right, dog tag, smart lady. Mm-hmm. And he did. So she took him to the restaurant, got him a nice big meal, and he said, thank you. And as she left, she gave him the rest of that hundred dollars. God bless her. Because he needed it more than she did, and because he knew she might be in that situation one day. And that right there showed me right. the real camaraderie and the real brotherhood behind the military. Because, like you said, talk is cheap, but when you when you're struggling to pay your own bill. When you're struggling to make sure you got ends to meet and you're struggling to make sure that you got a place to stay like she is. Right. And you got $100 in your pocket and you know you got stuff you need to do with it. And you're willing to give it to someone else mm-hmm. just because of something that to everyone else in the world is just a simple necklace. Right. That right there shows true dedication and true family. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very I don't know her true. name. I, I don't know your friend's name, but <laughs> she she already knows it. You tell her that I said hoorah. I mean, we have a saying hoorah. That right there is just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a form of saluting, but I love her. As a she was, you just tell her. I, love I went her through. Husband. I thank her for that. Yeah. I, I went through ROTC with her, and our colonel is the most amazing colonel ever. <laughs> and so all you ever hear is hoorah. So, you know, I definitely understand. And, you know, sometimes it just hits me how ignorant people can be. Because I know, like I said, I'm not a selfless person at all. If you ain't part of my pack, I really couldn't care less. Just because I got I got a fam I got people that I gotta watch out for, but at the same time, the one thing the one person I would never turn my back on is a soldier because, yeah, I may not know you, you may shit we may not get along, true, but 
the things you do over there earn me your respect. The things you put up with over here make it so that if I got to, I will lay down my life. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. I definitely, definitely agree with you, Levante. Um, if you can, Levante, can you can you do that piece, um, Walk in My Shoes, for me? All right. And then uh, just give me a split second. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, I want to do Fallen Soldiers. But don't let me forget that. There we go. All right, you ready? Okay, okay. Testing, testing, one, two, three. All right, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Could you walk in my shoes and see how it feels? Take a step on this side and be just as real. Seeing niggas on the corner trying to spot you a dime. Live on my grind and keep walking my line. Could you be the center of blame for the world? Could you then turn around and be the same for your world? Could you keep pushing, trying to be number one? Could you get where I am going and not do the things I've done? If you could walk in my shoes and be a better man, then I invite you to try and run the streets that I ran. But until you have tried and proven that you can, then don't put me on trial. I ain't got time for a stand. See, I got some shoes that I got to try and fill. Said it before when I was writing my will. Let him without a sin be the first to cast a stone until you try to self-rise. Leave me alone. Tell me that you're perfect. Guess you a better man. But until you walk in my shoes, then I believe that I am doing what it got to do. If it means pushing grams so either by my side or aside, you should stand. Could you put your heart into the things that you write? Knowing what you got to do. It ain't always right. Sit down. Let them try to show you the light. Whenever moment you live in is the darkest and nice, extend the metaphor. Could you walk in combat boots? Could you seem to think I've seen and still make it through? If you say that you have, man, show me the proof, but don't question my decisions till you know that I'm true. When you got a hundred debtors paying in nickels and dimes, a lot of enemies nose lead with white lines. When you try and do it better, man, show me the truth, but don't judge me until you have walked in my shoes. When you've seen them nightmares, riddled with bullets, gone to a sister's party, walked out and had to pull it. When you live every day as if it was your last, you could dry and judge the mistakes in my past. I'm tired of hearing little voices in my ear telling me that the pain reminded me of the fears caused by the decisions that I've made up in my life. Telling me to stop living by the edge of the knife. Be good or be good at it. This is how I live life in the streets that I live. Young is how the good die. I learned the hood life through necessity, not pride. Same things that get me killed is how Pac died. Blood, family, truth, and justice is what I live by. Two for two, tit for tat, not for not. So I walk a mile in my shoes and see if you like the fit. Then come back and tell me that you're sick of it. Triple D, Young Beast Nation, and Beast. Yes, yes, Triple D, Triple D. That is how you do it. We got our special guest here. He is going to kick it back in the studio with us tonight for the rest of our show. Triple D, this is me and you kicking it tonight, you know, at the table. So we're going to hit up these couple callers. See if they got some pieces they want to sit with us tonight. Definitely, definitely. All right, all right. We got this a butterfly. Hello, hello. 
Welcome to Is It Because I'm Black. I'm KK Valley, and I have Triple D. How are you doing? Hey, how you doing? This is Serena, Brown, hey. I'm a wonderful, sis. Yeah. We are just having this show tonight. You know, May is Military Appreciation Month. A lot of people don't okay. know. And, you know, we just had our guest speaker come and, you know, really just enlighten us on some different things that, you know, being stateside or if you're not affiliated with the military, you may not know. You know, uh-huh. we're just getting informed and information tonight. Okay. <clears throat> um, much respect to your guest. And uh, I can imagine being, you know, uh, seeing what you've seen and a lot of people, you know, couldn't. And it just, you just, you know, I have a great appreciation for all of our service people and everything. Much respect to you all. Yes. And, um, mm-hmm. yes. And, um, but I was just, you know, coming through to listen in and everything and okay. show some support, honey. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have a piece you'd like to share with us tonight? Um, <clears throat> let's see here. I have a little piece I can do. All um, right. Go ahead and put it on the table. Okay. Um, This piece is called One Day. One day I might just admit that I'm in love with you. But right now, let us just enjoy these special moments that we are sharing in the present. Let's sweetly hold hands and I will proclaim that I'm your woman and you shall declare that you are my man. One day, on a cold winter Sunday, how about you and I make homemade pizza together? Then we could sit upon the couch and you can explain the football game to me. And later, as the sunless day retires and the managed moon arises into the dark abyss of the somewhat starry sky, we shall float comfortably on cloud nine while you pour me some tongue-tantalizing Moscato wine. I want you to fill my cup by your hands. I want you to fill my cups that are now within your hands. Someday, years later, there would be something nostalgic about all of the moments that we shared, whether it be a song that we both loved and we both cried laughing at our own made-up words, or the fall breeze that swiftly blows the leaves as they scratch and scurry across the street. Let's take our time and create memories that you and I will both smile about, sitting silently before excitingly speaking of our past some things, baby. Remember when I told you one day I would tell you that I love you? Truth is, I loved you way before I told you that one day I would tell you. And each lady Scorpio. That right there is how you bring it to the table. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. What do you think about that piece? I think you got him in all over there. His jaws all down on the floor. <laughs> that was definitely no, I'm, beautiful. I'm sorry about that. I was having some technical difficulties. I know. I seen your jaw on the floor. It's okay. It happens to us. Uh huh. Uh huh. It ain't my fault. You unplug my mic. Mhm. Mhm. Anyway, but no. Nah. You definitely did that, sister. I mean, that's my sister from Team Hunger right there. Yes, it is. You know who that is? That, 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 that's Lady Scorpion. Uh-huh. I don't, yes, even I don't is. mess it up. 
she came in something right quick, but I'm glad y'all liked it. I'm glad yes, y'all liked it. Thank, Thank you. so much. You're welcome. All right, I'll sit around and chill out and listen to the rest of the show. Much respect to y'all. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, bye-bye. Levante. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I, want, I want to talk with you. What do you think are some projects that we can do, you know, as people stateside and as young people, what do you think are some projects we can do to better help aid our military men and women? Well, going back to my best friend, there's something she told me on day. She said, I'm so sick of the second I say I'm a soldier, the first things that get brought up in school are either how could you do that? How could you kill people? Or that sounds like fun. I love Call of Duty. So I think the biggest thing that that I would love to see would be for us to start educating our youth. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, our youth are the ones who have to take that leap, whether it be to go into the military or to go into the world and then receive our brothers and sisters in the military when they come back. And so I would love to see our youth educated on it. I mean, my school is very blessed in that, like I said, we have a wonderful JROTC program, and my our colonel will be damned if you, if you ever say something bad about the military in her sight. Right. But, you know, not everyone has that. Right, right. That's and so, ah, yep. Go ahead. Hmm? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, definitely I w- that's something that I would love to see because, you know, even in my school, the military is upheld with the greatest of honor by our faculty and everything else. I mean, we have flag day ceremonies, veteran day ceremonies, I mean, any any ceremony you could think of for the military, we celebrate it. <laughs> but Definitely. even in our school, I see this stigmatism behind closed doors. I mean, right. our colonel, who's an amazing person, I mean, she's an amazing person. I don't always get along with her, but that's because I'm an <laughs> asshole. But, <laughs> you know, she's an amazing person. And yet, the first things I hear out of people's mouths are, don't mess with Colonel. Okay, that's a, that's probably why. Right. And then the second thing I hear is because she has PTSD, so she could kill you and get away with it. Mm-hmm. And there's this fear 
that surrounds her. Now, don't get me wrong. She's an aggressive woman. She's intimidating as fuck. <laughs> but at the same time, I can tell you for a fact, being one of those assholes she has to deal with on a daily basis. Right. That Colonel puts up with a lot, and yet she still treats every single cadet that ever goes through her program as if they were her own child. I remember mm-hmm. before I even got into ROTC, just because I hung out with the ROTC and drill team squads because my best friend was head of our battalion. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember she gave me $20 to go on a field trip for ROTC and then turned around and gave me more money to spend while we were on the field trip just because mm-hmm. I ain't had money, money at the time. Right. So it's that selflessness that is instilled into you. You know, it's being selfless, and a lot of people aren't like that. And it's that, that no man's life is worth less or more. Our lives are all worth the same. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not it's no soldier left behind. You know, and I even have that rule. It's all for one, one for all. You know, if we all go into this place together, trust me, we all going to come out. Regardless if it's I got one leg missing or a toe missing, we all going to still come out because we're not supposed to leave nobody behind. Mm-hmm. I, I won't lie. I've been guilty of ignorance in the past on the subject. I mean, I remember when my when my best friend first said she was thinking about going to the military, I said, um, I don't understand the no soldier left behind, even if it's just a body. Because I didn't. It didn't make sense to me until she mm. put it in perspective. Right. She said, now, imagine you found out that I died over there and mm. they didn't bring back my body. Imagine that. And that's where it hits you because honestly, like you said, you know, we said it a million times tonight, words are words. Mm-hmm. But once you put those words in a perspective that hits close to home, things change. Very true. Very true. They do, and change. They do change and, and it's like the stigmatism. I, I, I personally am tired of the, the, the negativity. Like, oh, you know, they're going over there. They're killing people. They're doing this. They're doing that. Everybody in the military is not a foot soldier. There's doctors in the military. There's nurses. There's people that just do computers. There's people that just work on cars. They don't ever even shoot a gun. Like, there's so many other careers. There's people that are just there to do photographs. There's people that are cooks. There's people that do mm-hmm. music. Not everybody there carries a gun to shoot. Like, and that's the thing they forget. Everybody's not a soldier. There's so many other things that people do there. Even if they do. Here's my thing. I, I said it earlier. You're going to tell me that if someone invaded your home and tried to threaten your child and there was no other option, that you wouldn't shoot them? Right. Very true, very true. Wow. I mean, that's basic human instinct right there. 
I don't care who you are or how pacifist you claim to be. When it's your house that's on the line or when it's your family that's on the line, you're going to kill. Right. That's very true. To say, to condemn someone who's over there killing for you and having to bear these burdens for you because you're lazy and you're sitting at home, I don't want to hear it. I mean, flat out, put it put it put it bluntly. I don't want to fucking hear it because they're doing it for you. They don't even have to like your ass, and they're doing it for you. You right? That's that's so true. That's so true. You know, I mean, I'm 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 just glad to have had you know that this strong man come speak with us tonight. And, you know, we're going to work with some programs and we're going to help, uh, you know, Beast Nation Radio, we're going to help them start their own program station through Beast Nation Radio just so they can better get, you know, things done affiliated with different programs they work with because it's important that we all come together. It's important we all come together and, you know, work together on um better better doing things for our military, whether they're active, you know, unactive, whether, you know, it's reserves, Air Force, Navy, Marines, you know, all the all the different jobs that they have when they come home, just so we can help them better mingle in society. And I just think we can get rid of the negative stigmatism and just look at it as a man that did a job that you were too afraid of to do. And look at it like that, then we would be way, way better off. So, Levante, you have any closing remarks for this show of ours tonight? Definitely, definitely. But, you know, at the same time, and I hate this, but we're a nation that always wants to see the worst. I mean, it's, it's embedded in our DNA by this point. I mean, seriously. If a normal person were given the choice between hearing how one man saved a child's life or how one man put a child's life in danger, what are they going to do? Right. Very true. It is true. You know, it it really boils down to it's not just something that we have to fight, but it's a battle we have to fight with ourselves. And it's a battle we have to fight with the media because it doesn't matter how much we footwork we put in. Mm-hmm. If the media is still sitting there saying the same thing in and out, then all our work would be dead. Exactly. You know, um, and it, it really comes down to, I mean, if you look at it, the media is definitely where you see it the most. I mean, think about this. 
we said earlier, it's a mortified or glorified mentality in America. Where do you think we get that from? Get it from the media. The very liberal, mortify it. The very conservative, glorify it. And you could say, oh, well, they have good intentions. doesn't matter. When it boils down to it, there's an old saying, on the road to hell, good intention paves the path. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you know, Levante, we're going to get ready to close it out in the studio tonight. We're going to meet back with the people Saturday for On the Street. Do you have any closing remarks, you know, to close out the show tonight? Well, I do have one piece I want to do. I want to go ahead and do Fallen Soldiers, if that's all right for you. All right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my final remarks, and I'm going to let you close off the show with that piece. Tell us all. All right. And you want me to sign out after? Oh, yes, definitely. I got you. I got you. I like you to say to everyone. Thank you. I like to say to everyone, on behalf of Beast Nation Radio, the CEO of Beast Nation Radio, Ashley Kaylee, myself, a.k.a. K.K. Valley, I like to say to all the military personnel, on land, water, air, and the sea. That we here at Beast Nation Radio definitely appreciate your service that you've done for your country. And God bless you, and God bless America, and every place else. Avante, go ahead and take a spell. It's been a while since I picked up my pen. I guess I'm starting to feel distant again, but I'm writing this time not out of anger, seething, rather blood flowing, inspiration breathing. Tell the people around me never to give up. And the moment you drop, it's time for you to erupt. So I know it's darkest right before the light breaks. So sometimes it feels like this world might break you, but you got to understand that pain comes before pleasure. Desperation is hardest, and the world is full of pressure right before you find your treasure. See, it's a tester, a way to measure. This life is a bitch, man. Can you best, or are you going to give in to the pain and all the tears, break down and cry, overcome by your fears? Are you going to stand up and make it bend the fuck over? This is a cry to all of my fallen soldiers, death before dishonor, pain before pleasure. This life is a bitch, man. Are you going to bend her? Because the soldiers by my side, fighters that I raise, hella high water to the end of our days. I said death before dishonor, pain before pleasure. This life is a bitch, man. Are you going to bend her? Because the soldiers by my side, fighters that I raise, it's hella high water to the end of our days. I want you to take a second to listen to my voice. Going a lot since I was a little kid, making some noise, made some choices along the way since back in the cut. Decided I wasn't going to break. I was never going to give up. No one could make it for me. No one could force my hand. My dreams were grand, but there was nothing I could do till it hit me like a ton of bricks full of rise by the truth. Give in or give it my all. My only two options. See, from the moment I took that... Uh, from the moment I made that choice, there really was no stopping. I knew what I had to do. My decision was made. Now, I ain't saying it's easier to live by the blade, but from that moment on, I took it all in stride, working towards my goals, heart beating with pride to let this life destroy you. I let them ashes smolder. Man, this is my cry to all of the fallen soldiers. Death before dishonor, pain before pleasure. This life is a bitch, man. Are you going to bend it because the soldiers by my side, fighters that I raised? Hello, high water to the end of our days. I said death before dishonor. 
seen before pleasure. This life is a bitch, man. Are you going to bend it because the soldiers by my side, fighters that I raise, hella high water to the end of our days in the east. This is Triple D, a.k.a. Levante Lamar. Signing out. I just want to say, loot our troops. Good night, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.